This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. She's on the cover of AMA Magazine. Welcome to Harmonious Gentlemen. If this episode was the average human body temperature in Celsius, it would be 37. I'm Nathan. I'm Tyler. And I'm Graham. Welcome. Oh, thanks for welcoming us to our yeah. own podcast. Yeah. You're a pro already. I yeah. feel so yeah. welcome here. <laughs> yeah. Nice so what about Fahrenheit? Uh, I actually don't know Fahrenheit. Nothing no. about it. Okay. Yeah, so. Did we pass? Here's a little quiz. Did we pass that episode or is it coming yet? Oh, No. <laughs> it's still coming i think who was your science yeah. teacher my science teacher that's kind of a joke because i think it was me for a while i had lots of science oh, teachers okay. so. so it wasn't me so welcome uh, nathan yeah you're here on the show i am here on the show it's so nice to have you uh we don't have chris right now for, for now he'll join us in a little bit here yeah um but tyler why is nathan joining us today um i don't actually know no just joking nathan <laughs> um he turned 18 and this is kind of a, a birthday present yeah. For Nathan. We invited him on. He gets to do a segment. Um, it's going to spark his uh, long career in show business, I think. But Yeah, we're going to yeah. turn Joe Rogan after this. Yeah, mm. we are expecting big numbers from this episode, like a real spike yeah, I amongst think so. the youth. I think it'll hit really <laughs> high. Yeah. That'll be a record podcast, I'm pretty sure. Maybe how, you can, sorry? I was going to say, how does it feel to be 18? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Is this the coolest thing you got to do as like a privilege of being 18? <laughs> Just say yes. Just leave that. Yeah, yeah, that. definitely. No, it's. I mean, for some reason, it feels different than other years. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, but like, my dad wanted to. I don't know. Make me feel like an eighteen-year-old on my birthday. So he like did everything. Every, like, yeah. Did the eighteen-year-old stuff. The eighteen-year-old stuff. Yeah. So. Voted. Yeah. <laughs> Purchased a home. So we're actually recording from the band room in our school where um, all of us attend yeah. or work. Where I used to play trombone. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right in this area. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, which, and we're just doing one segment because we're like in our lunch break. So um, we're going to talk about, on this episode, we're going to talk about social media um, or kind of loosely and we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. But we thought, Nathan, you're in a different age bracket as we've established already <laughs> from us. Very different. So yeah. like maybe you could start us off, just give us, your perspective on social media like is it good is it bad um, uh, maybe like maybe actually start with like what do you use do you use social media yeah i do so i use instagram like the most and then okay. i think runner up would probably be <laughs> tiktok yeah and then uh, snapchat i'm not really into the i know you guys are more into the facebook twitter kind of thing well but, those well, are the ones those are the ones Twitter's that come up yeah. <laughs> but and yeah. do you see them as a positive part of your life or do they have, like, what are the positive parts of it? Like, why do you keep going back to it? Uh, I think it's cool to stay engaged with people that you either meet or don't get to see as often. Like, I follow a lot of my, uh, like, my mom's side is Greek. And so I, I follow a lot of them. And then I can see what they're doing and how it's going for them. And, I mean, obviously, not all of it. Like, I do follow other things. But, like, I get to keep in touch with them even when I'm not with them. And I think that's one of the big pluses but there's okay. definitely a lot of a lot of other stuff that like definitely pulls like it's not like I say that but I don't that's not the only reason I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's cool to like even connect with my brother who's in Saskatchewan, but yeah. right. there's definitely a lot of times where I'm just scrolling on there and I just get sucked in. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you said uh, Instagram most, TikTok second, Snapchat. Yeah. Is Snapchat kind of dying, would you say? Or is it still going strong? Well, a big thing for me is notifications. Mm-hmm. So I have notifications off for Snapchat, which yeah. is probably the reason I'm not on it as much, right. which is really good. Um, just because when it, like, you know, like your phone buzzes and you see it and you're like, oh, I may as well check it now. So are uh, you, would you say that you're like addicted to your phone? Like if you, like, are you thinking like right after this, you stop recording with us, are you going to check for notifications? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And is that normal for your peers? Like are people always checking or are there exceptions to that? Or, well, I think the majority are pretty. Like, I think it's crazy how much our generation uses social media in general. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I've had conversations and like midway through, they'll pull out their phone. And it's just so, it's such a different, like things have changed so much. It's crazy. But is that, do you think, fairly normal in your circles though? Like if someone does that, is it, is it like a... Yeah, I've kind of gotten used to it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's strange for sure. Do you think that you're, not that you're going to throw anyone on the bus, but like your parents or your generation's parents, do you think they're aware of how much... You guys use these things. How much you're in? You know how many how many hours a day you use them? Do you think they know? Do you think they? I think they have an idea. Yeah. I don't think they like because I have the screen time. Yeah. Thing on, and I'm like I don't even know. It, it's probably pretty bad. Yeah. Like if I checked it, <laughs> I haven't checked. What it an honest guess. I love, yeah. Do you want to take a guess? I'll let you know. I, I'm yeah. okay with letting you know. You can email the show if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah do it. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, we'll do yesterday, so it's a full day. Okay, let's see what you did yesterday. Any guesses? Yeah, do you guys have any guesses? I'll like, let you know. Ooh. Three hours? Is that not enough? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was going to say like two hours. Okay. Okay. Um, I was working yesterday. Okay. So. This has now become the confession portion of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. So today I've only done 27 minutes, but hey. it is the morning. So. And you've been in class. Yeah, it's but not- we have stand delivered, <laughs> so I probably won't be on... No. Okay. Yeah, very okay. much. So yesterday, um, I was on my phone for four hours and fifty-seven minutes. Okay. So. And you had school. Yeah, I had school and, and you work. And work was from four to ten, so six hours. Holy cow! Where does that five hours even come from? That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hmm. So. F- um. Oh, it doesn't. We shouldn't mean. pretend like this is just like Nathan's generation. I think there's a lot of people in every. Oh generation yeah. Who, yeah. Not who, at all. You know. So fifty-five minutes of it was Instagram. Okay. And then I watched YouTube for 45 minutes. Yeah. And that was okay. the big ones. One thing I want to bring up when we talk about this in more detail later is just the, the idea that your generation, um, you know, you're kind of the guinea pigs, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. it was all just given to you suddenly. And, and yeah. we didn't really know the effects of it. It was just out there. And you've pretty much grown up, like, since you were pretty young, right? Yeah, that would have been the real time this stuff took off. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. No, for your for your generation. No, I just mean guinea pigs in that like we don't really know much about it yet. Yeah, it just kind of came in. Yeah. like it was like all of a sudden it wasn't there, and then it was. Yeah, like we went. It feels like it went straight from flip phones to mm-hmm. constant social media, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your your parents are on the edge of the like the edge that didn't grow up with that at all. Right. Right, but they're raising you and your siblings, and they got thrown in while they were raising. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah it's. An interesting thing and then when you have if you have a family like you'll have a different understanding of it and like if you're in 15 years from now there's a teenager would they even recognize that they wouldn't recognize that it's weird that someone's bringing out their phone you still notice that is I guess what I'm trying to say like you you're, you're aware that 
oh, they took out their phone mid-conversation. Like the, this at one point wasn't acceptable. Yeah. But I think at some point... It's just going to be kind of the normal. Yeah, and that's... It's scary. <laughs> where does that... And is that good? Or maybe that's not even a bad thing. Maybe it just feels yeah. like a bad thing. I'm sure this generational but, conflict and misunderstanding has always existed. You know, my parents weren't aware of what I was, you know, watching on TV after school. Like there's all, I think it's always been. I just feel like that 10, 15 years that just exploded was such a rapid change. Yeah. And I think it's kind of unprecedented. And it's crazy how fast, like, like, like yesterday I had school and work and I somehow fit five hours in there. It's actually impressive. I'm not even mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. What do you think we're going to sort of do more about the topic in our, in our yeah. deep dive later on, Nathan, but what would you like to hear us talk about? What are some topics within social media that you think are good for conversation? Well, I'm a guy. Yeah. So I think video games plays a huge part for like guys my age. Okay. So, and yeah. just how much that's expensive. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know a ton about that. I know you. Well, I like video games. Like, I, like, would you say, would you count Twitch as, as sort of a, a social media thing? Yeah. YouTube Twitch is, is definitely, all the same. yeah, they yeah. fit in that category too. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So video games, we can video games. And then just like how it influences us, like it can change a mood really quick, which is Mm -hmm. so crazy. It's just a screen, Mm -hmm. but like there's things I'll see and my mood will be just completely different. I also wonder if your generation too is different than maybe the older generation today who's on Facebook a lot. Maybe those, like, I don't know if maybe they, they didn't grow up with it. So I think maybe there's a different trust level to what they see online. And I wonder if you guys, you kind of know that there's a lot of stuff that's just nonsense. Like maybe you grew up in the world, so maybe you're easy, you know, you can, what's the word I'm looking for? They can decipher what, what maybe yeah. isn't super honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Better than maybe generations who trusted the newspaper and the, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like it's different growing up in it than seeing it happen when you're. Yeah. Like you understand a little more what it means to have an algorithm picking what you see. Yeah. And I think it's different for like kids younger than me too. Like, I at least had a bit of a phase when I was, like, young and learning what, like, life is, like, like. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the kids younger than me that, like, from the beginning, they, that's all they knew is, like, technology. Right. Like, I, I'm not saying that they don't, like, that they don't know anything other than technology. But I think they have, they've been surrounded even more than I am. It gets them younger maybe now. Yeah. 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 And then all these, like, parents giving their phone, like, kids phones really young mm-hmm. too like i i wasn't allowed till 14 so oh, okay. i was forced to kind of when at my first year at gateway i was teaching band and a, and a mom called after school and was upset that their student had lost their phone it was a new a brand new iphone they said and it was a grade four music class that the student had brought yeah, a new iphone and yeah. it was gone in a day and i just thought that's crazy that seems young to me yeah yeah but maybe that's more normal than i think um anything else you want to chat with him uh well i yeah, I guess what's the most harmful aspect of social media do you think? Do you think it's Yeah, like that's Could you answer that question even? Oh man, there's a lot of harmful aspects. Can like you there's name, a lot of pluses, but there's there's a lot of I don't even know. There's so many things to cover. I well, think this <laughs> we're me and uh, Tyler, Mr. Captain, are parents of young children. Yeah. And they're going to be entering that world fairly soon. Right. What should we look out for? What you as parents, what do we need to be careful of? Well, I think, like I said, like the giving their kids technology young. I was only ever allowed to play on Saturdays until recently. And I think, I think limiting it is really good. Like it's, if you kind of just let them do it when they want to, it's going to become a problem. Mm-hmm. 
and I hate to say it, but like, I think I should be, my phone should be limited too. Like, I think I should have been controlled a bit more. I wouldn't have liked it, mm-hmm. but right. I think I'm, I've got a bit of an issue with it. <laughs> right. Maturity of this 18 year old. I know. <laughs> yeah. He's only been on his phone the whole time. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's recording TikTok dances as it, we speak. Yeah. yeah. Is that a thing? TikTok dances? That's yeah. No, thing, you're right? good. You're, oh, good. Yeah. You're good. Oh, I'm so cool. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I tell myself that we're going to be fine. Like, we understand this stuff. But, I mean, another 10 years when our kids are teenagers, it's going to be yeah. even diff- more different. Yeah. I don't know. It's scary. Look out for all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Anything you want to recommend to us before we... Recommend? Yeah. Like, we can do a little... A little quick recommendation, recommendation before I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a couple. All right. But I don't know. Go ahead. Can I go for two? Let's go oh, for two. sure. Yeah. We, we do it all the time. All yeah. right. All right. So, one is a movie. And I hope that none of these are suggested. The second one I'm feeling good about, but okay. this one, uh, I saw, it was a while ago, Tenet mm-hmm. by Christopher cool. Nolan, like directed it. Yeah. Really good. Okay. Uh, cool. Like probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Really? Yeah. All right. So that one's He's really good. He's made some good. good movies, so that's a yeah. ringing endorsement. Up, up there for sure. Do okay. you need to watch it more than once? Have you I seen it more than once? I haven't, but I definitely need to watch that's it. That's what I've heard about it's it. It's super confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I went in with the mindset of Inception way worse okay. at least for me yeah, like yeah. it was just way more confusing okay oh okay um, I love that okay and then the other one's an artist not painting I know there's been a couple of those in there I think yeah. but uh, Jake Scott I don't know if you've ever heard of him no. he's kind of like uh, I think he works alone I think it's just him and he sings uh, I don't even know how to describe it it's it's really good it's like slower music but uh, okay it's usually like not love songs, but like about women. Okay, they're really good. I really like him. He's Jake, probably Jake my, Scott. You said Jake Scott. Yeah, yeah, he's in my top three artists for sure. Cool. So cool. So watch yeah. Tenet and listen to Jake Scott. Yeah. Should we listen to them at the same time? Let's do it. Go for it. <laughs> it'll it'll make Tenet make more sense. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, it's been really nice to talk with you. Yeah, this is sweet. Hey, You're a natural. Here. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, we've been yeah. teaching you for a lot of years, and so. Oh yeah, it's all coming to an end. May as well wrap up with something. Well, I mean, you're 18. There's a lot, lot of life to go. But <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, school. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that's not all wrapping up. No, no, no. man, you have lots. To look forward to it. Your brother uh, was in Saskatchewan now. Hey, he was in. Yeah. Didn't he go overseas for the, lot, the year before? Yeah, he went the year before over to Greece. And are you doing the same thing? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to Saskatchewan next year too. Oh. So we'll go back to school together for a year or so. Awesome. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You want to wrap up this segment? Sure. How do I do that? Well, we're gonna do <laughs> we don't know. We'll, yeah, we don't know. Well, I think we're going to do a news story, right? Isn't that the idea? Maybe sure. say, coming up next, what's in the news? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> coming up next, what's in the news? I don't know. Like, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I'm just going to stop. I think yeah. we can't beat that. Hit no. the jingle. Nathan, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Well, you can probably hear the whistle of the fire in the background, and we've changed locations after that musical interlude from the band room to Tyler's front porch. Masks are off. We're distantly sitting outside. And uh, we're talking social media tonight. But before we get to that, Peter, I was just noticing how lumberjackish your hair and beard are looking. It's pretty awesome. You know, I'm all about the lumberjack. Look. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Your hair is pretty versatile. Like you sometimes think with long hair, you kind of got two moves. 
but you seem to pull off a few different looks. Well, like I think people have been surprised recently. I've been wearing my hair down more and that's thrown some people off. And is that like more of a metaphor too, or just a look? <laughs> more, more of just a look in the winter time. It keeps my ears warm. Yeah, okay. So it's, it, it has it's strategic. A... <laughs> well, it's good to be outside. Tyler and Graham are also here. Yeah. yeah. We're just uh, taking a little break, letting you guys carry the load for a little while. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed that talk with Nathan. It was a blast. He had a big smile the whole time. It was fun. Yeah, but yeah. he was pretty excited. Yeah, and he kind of teed us up for what we'll talk about on this episode, social media. And, oh, he kind of, he, some, he had some ideas for us to talk about that I wasn't really thinking about. So, like most of our episodes, we'll just see where this goes. But yeah, um, one thought I had was when... When we thought about social media initially, I was thinking, how is it used to spread information and right. considering current events and, and things like that? But he, he brought up uh, video games and more like social media addiction and, and things like Streaming that. Streaming games and that kind of thing. Yeah, which is also, I think, worth talking Part of about. It. So the conversation is huge, right? It could go a lot of different ways. Oh, yeah. But we are knowing how we're going to focus tonight. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where it's going to no, go. I don't know. Talk I don't to us know. in an hour, and we'll see. Um, before, though, usually we do recommendations, but Nathan took the wind out of our collective sales, so we decided that we would do one of our you know, popular in-the-news segments. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll put the song in here. Da-da-da-da-da-da. In the news. Nice. Um. <laughs> that one gets me every time. I like that little... <laughs> Beautiful song. So, guys, I was just reading, and the reason I wanted to share this news story with you today is because today was a deadline. Hmm. Sunday today. And it was the deadline for our our UCP Alberta government. They commissioned a report. Maybe you've heard of this report. Headed up by Steve Allen. And it was the report that was uh, looking into the various um, negative influences on public perception of the oil and gas industry. Hmm. And so our government spent initially $2.5 million on this report. To research the funding. To what? Tell themselves how good the oil and gas industry is? Well, we can talk about what, what it was like. <laughs> My biggest question is I don't know what it's for. But basically, they spent $2.5 million on this guy, Steve Allen, to head up this um, inquiry and okay. investigation into outside money funding groups that are making the oil and gas industry look bad. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, they the report was due last year. It wasn't done. They gave him another extension of another million dollars. So now we're three point five million dollars into this. Hmm. And today was the deadline, which they've now extended it to May. So this is the third dead, uh, extension wow. they've given this guy. And I just thought I'd ask you guys if you heard about this, uh, what your thoughts on this are on our government spending this kind of money on this kind. So of this project. is this about spin? Like we want the right information out there to counter what other people might be saying negatively about the industry. Is that basically or, what it is? Or just, I've heard of this before, and it, my understanding of it, or and I don't know if this is correct, but it seems like they want to discredit that information that's out there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and say it's being funded by these... Like, there's interests here at play. Yes. Yeah. That are so the, repo- our... the report is unveiling that, supposedly. It's, it's supposedly interviewing different groups, Greenpeace and things like this. But couldn't you make the same argument about the report then, that there's special interests that are going into that that could also spin the information? So it's just yes. spinning spin. Well, that's, Isn't that... <laughs> that was my, my biggest thought. Was I, I, I guess when I heard about this, I as somebody who... Um, 
I don't, I don't really question maybe maybe climate change as a concept as much as maybe some, some would do. I think this is, that's part of this mm. is the climate change perspective. Um, I guess I would just ask, like, what are we going to get for that $3.5 million? Like, what's going to happen when this report comes out that some people will agree with and some people won't? I just don't understand. As a government, I don't really understand spending that kind of money on. Peter, you're, you're a pastor. Is preaching to the choir ever, like, <laughs> worth spending $2.5 million on? <laughs> Well, I I think if they want this report to be successful, they have to show the extra accountability structures within the report of the reliability of the information. Because with what I just said, like, are they just spinning it? Like, they have to show that it's like um, uh, a report that isn't trying to spin things. And yeah, well, yeah. they have a. They're all, is this the war room? Like, is it? It's, the they're connected. Is, 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 the, is the same type of strategy, but, but it's a different. It's, it's funded separately. It's it's not yeah. the same funding. So there's additional oh, money funding. in the war room. But it's the same. It's even calling it a war room sets it up as a, a battle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's, so like this report is combating some enemy. Yeah. So, but there's still in any kind of war. There's there's two sides. So I guess they feel that one side is has too much ammunition and this is their way of evening the playing field, I guess. But like, who's going to take this report and like Leonardo DiCaprio is going to read it and go, Oh, now I'm not going to chirp about the oil sands. No. And that's, I guess another thing I, a broader point is what, what's the end goal? Are are they expecting that there'll be more an influx of investment in oil and gas all of a sudden? Because of this? Oh man, look what you found out. We're back in business, baby. Like, is that where they think it's going to happen? Or is it to show your voters that, Hey, look at what we're trying to do for you or what? It could be. To me, I don't, yeah, I have a hard time seeing what the upside is besides preaching at the choir, I guess. You know? So yeah, I told you climate change was fake and Greta is evil or whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I just don't think it's gonna convince but like, anybody. As if investors are listening to Greta Thern whatever her exactly. name is. Exactly. Like not. they're not. They're not, they're not listening to Leonardo DiCaprio no. either. Like Or this Or report. we shouldn't be going to those people for our business and I don't know. No, I just like I wouldn't go to what's her name for my vaccination news. I'm not gonna go mm-hmm. to those people for my I feel like it's it's oil a, and gas updates. It's kind of a know. classic government strategy to like we need an enemy. We need like something that people can be mad at. Yeah. So, Jason Kenny, if you're listening, just let us know what the thought <laughs> is on this one. And when is the report actually going to be yeah, completed? This is the also, third. if you're looking for a guy to write reports, I my grammar is good. I can type quickly. <laughs> you do talk good. And two point five million dollars. Hey, <laughs> all right. I'll write a report. And I don't, I should look this up, but the Steve Allen guy, I think he kind of came under fire because they found out he was living in some like tropical place for the last bunch of months. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. So he's just sitting on a beach somewhere like. That's most of the Alberta government right now, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Unbelievable. Seems like most of the Alberta government went to my own country and I can't even go there. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So Tyler. That's good. You're really good at um, setting the playing field for a, mm-hmm. a lively discussion. <laughs> so, Especially under pressure. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what should we do tonight? What are you thinking? Um, well, let's just read trending topics off Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's all download TikTok and see what the most popular dance is. And I, Done? That, <laughs> I don't know. Um Let's have a little uh, jingle break, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Sure. Let's do it.
So Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter. I don't know if you guys knew that, if you noticed that your feed changed a bit. Half as many um, tweets. No. <laughs> yeah. um, and that just kind of makes me wonder, and makes lots of people wonder, who has the right to tell us what we can and can't say online? And I know we have um, laws, like government laws and constitutions and um, charter of rights and freedoms and things like that. So I think it lays it out, but I, I still feel like a lot of people are questioning, like, is it right that a company can just ban certain people? And so what do you guys think? Maybe, Peter, maybe you start. Um, he's your, he was your president after all. So how do you feel about that? Well, I don't have Twitter, so I guess that, <laughs> but it does, it does bring up quite a few questions and I don't know, uh, Canadian law as well. So I don't know how that would apply to, well, what about uh, just like your gut? Like, do you feel like it was right for Twitter to kick off the president? Oh, definitely. Like, because a couple, a couple of things, I don't see Twitter as a public platform. Now that's where the debate is, is Twitter the public square or is it a private company? I see it as a private company because we all um, sign the, the terms and conditions that we agree to. And it's been known for the past four years that Trump broke those terms and conditions over and over again, but Twitter didn't want to ban him simply because he's the president and being an important figure, they didn't want to stop that that speech uh but he broke the rules hundreds of times so it was about time that mm -hmm. um they uh kicked him off because he wasn't following the rules so i'm sure some people disagree with that approach but. and and would you say that the the capital riots that that they happened after that right like he wasn't kicked off until after those that event yeah yeah, yeah. so like uh from my understanding uh from like uh, reading articles in the New York Times mainly that talked about how there were thousands of of posts talking about the protest um, at the the Capitol. Um, that Twitter it took them it took them like a few hours to take it down, but by that time there were like three hundred thousand shares and and whatnot. So so people are wondering how much influence Twitter and and Facebook had in those protests and possibly causing the riots and that's hmm. being investigated. Then I think I read an article today kind of about this and one take on it was that when it comes from, like in some cases Twitter looks like, and depends on your stance on the, the issues, like they can look kind of like the hero, like booting off the bully. Right. But I, is it, Another take is that it's all about liability. Like they, they let it go up until like, oh man, something really dangerous happened here, and now we don't want to be liable for it. So we need to, mm -hmm. and that's probably part of it too. I mean, if if you think of them as like a not a public place, but like a, a private restaurant or something, and people come in and you want to keep your clients there, but then as soon as they start breaking stuff and hurting people, you gotta kick him out no yeah. i think the liability is more because of the biden administration because like facebook for example uh, after the new zealand shooting uh because that was uh posted in a very public manner on facebook um they didn't see themselves as liable 
for that. And social media in general, they don't see themselves as liable for those sort of situations. Uh, but when they could possibly get in trouble, the Biden administration could go after these social media companies and try to break them up if they're not uh, keeping things under control. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much they actually are liable. It's just that politicians are bold enough to go after them. Right. I guess for me, like I, I'm like Peter and that I did not shed a tear when Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter um, in any way. I also feel like it's kind of strange that one dude can just wake up in the morning and think like, I don't like this guy yeah, and shut that down on a whim. Yeah. That's a lot of power to wield. Yeah. Just because I agree with the move doesn't mean that I'll always agree with, with it. And it sets a precedent. So I think Twitter had every right to, you know, they have terms and conditions and they can kick anyone off their platform they want to. But it's also when that becomes like what we rely on for our information. And it sucks that we rely on Twitter and Facebook for most of our information these days, but we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where the argument to break these companies up really comes mm -hmm. in, though, because like if if like, for example, Facebook and Instagram were no longer the same company again, um, that would break up the power to control those right. those things. So that's where a lot of people are arguing um, that these companies should be smaller so that the um, other companies can also have share in those decision making mm -hmm. powers. How many of you guys have Facebook and use it every day? I have Facebook. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, don't use it, it every day. Like Facebook Marketplace. Mm -hmm. I use occasionally. Do you think that people on Facebook are aware of the algorithms that control their feed? Do you think people are actively aware no. of, of, of that? No. No. And I think the people who are aware don't care because they're reading what they want anyway. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of people who are so open-minded that they're evening out the things they're reading or they're cynical of the other side no matter what that is so they'll say oh this consider the source like that's clearly fake news because it's from a liberal point of view or a conservative point of view mm -hmm. and only the things i read because i'm so woke are the things that are true i think that everybody does that hmm. well so not all, everybody it's but like it's rare to have people who sift through and know how to analyze what they're looking at and i don't know that's a dying art i think and that's where it's a big deal in my opinion because uh like news companies both conservative and liberal news companies are liable for the information that they present uh but facebook they don't see them as a media company themselves as a media company so they don't see themselves as liable for the information present uh so you could have false information on Facebook and nobody gets in trouble for that. Mm. And I, it just boggles my mind that people see that as a good source of news because they're getting unbiased content. I'm like, there's no fact checking there. There's no, no. way to, to know if this information is reliable. Well, and add, I'm going to go back to the like restaurant or cafe analogy for like these, like Facebook doesn't view themselves as a news um, source. They're a social social media. Like it's where you go to be social. Um, so to use that cafe analogy, you go there to chat with people, visit. Um, but with the, with the algorithms they have, they're they're assigning your seating, right? And like it's not like you're just going to hear the what's going on at the coffee shop. Like you're once you walk in, the 
cafe is saying you have to sit over here. They're saying, these, based these on the what conversation. you read before, we're going to give you this and then connect yeah. you with these people who already think similarly to you. Yeah. So you go there thinking it's one thing, but it's 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 different in a, I think, a significant way. Do you think people are less like more cynical of news media and then think like the social media is where things are true? I know people who think that. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy, actually, to think that way. Uh, hopefully, they're not listening to this podcast. But <laughs> well, it won't be after tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but people have such a distrust of your, yeah, your mainstream media corporations that they will trust what they see on Facebook way over, way over that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How did it get that way? Yeah, like, where when did that happen? I oh, here's boy. here's my opinion. I I think people have shifted to the idea that they should read information that they agree with instead of reading information that they disagree with. Like what I, caused that shift? Like what I'm still trying I'm still trying to figure piece that one together. Is it the internet that allows them to see directly those You know, it's hard to buy a newspaper in the 80s that fits with all what you think. Mm-hmm. Because everything's in there, right? Yeah, you didn't you really to get to choose. It. You wouldn't actively look for things you disagree with necessarily. No, you just it, saw what you saw. What there and, was. and this yeah. is like sort of anecdotal evidence uh, because, like, I've uh, the people that I've talked to that really dislike the um, the media corporations. Uh, they are also people that I know that only want to read information that they agree with. They don't actively go after different perspectives or different sources. Um, yeah, like I think I think that right there makes a big difference because I like for myself, I don't care if I read uh, um, the mainstream media because if I disagree with it, that's normal life. Like I want to have that. Uh, opinion that I disagree with. Well, if I could only be like you. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to call you on your BS there, but I kind of believe you. Yeah. But I like I agree with a lot you're saying, but I'm a hypocrite where like we're pooping on Facebook quite a bit, but you can do the same thing oh, yeah. with the news. Like you can still picky mm-hmm. cherry pick what you're what you're reading and Yeah. I agree we shouldn't just read what we agree with, but I'm you get sucked into it. It's like, I like that headline. So people, like I've heard people lately say things like, you know, the media is liberal or, um, you know, something like that. Or uh, this website is conservative, not website, but this example of social media. Do you think they are either liberal or conservative and pushing an agenda? Or is it they're funneling you to your fringe of the um, spectrum using their algorithm? That's a really... Good question, because like when I listen to like opinion podcasts uh, from both conservative and liberal sources, they all complain about the media. Like uh, normally when we think of people complaining about the media, it's the conservatives complain about the media. But all the liberals I listen to also complain about the media. So I'm like, maybe they're not as far off as as we think they are. If both sides are complaining, maybe they are kind of in the middle. Um like uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to a very liberal podcast was just tearing apart the New York times. And normally when you talk to a conservative person, they're like, Oh, New York times is super liberal. And it's like, everybody hates the media. So does that make them good or bad? I, I don't know. I have a hard time defining media these days when it comes to like political affiliation or, you know, 
so much of it is like fringe stuff that's like in your face. Like, 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 way like the Marxist CBC, for example. Well, no, <laughs> I don't mean that. Oh. I just mean movements like, let's say, as an example, the QAnon is, 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 sorry, anybody who follows QAnon. Sorry, I do. Okay. <laughs> but to me, it's like, I don't see that as a, like a legitimate political view. Like that, that's conspiracy theory. And so for me, it's, I don't know, maybe it doesn't make sense, but I have a harder time defining like what it even, what left wing and right wing media even looks like anymore. Like, I don't even know. Like when I think about liberal media, I don't know. I don't even know what I think of. I mean, some would say CBC or, or CNN, but I don't really think so. I, I, I don't, I, don't I, I think it's hard to define. I think the further we go down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and why, the reason I bring up QAnon is because I do seem to be hearing more and more from that kind of fringe group. The, the the capital marches were all full of those kinds of people mm-hmm. believing that stuff and and there are some elected officials in that building who are also affiliated with QAnon and things like that so we're talking like it's getting close to being mainstream so I think we have to redefine what mainstream media actually means it's not CNN versus Fox News anymore is there mm-hmm. a left wing equivalent to that I was going to ask that earlier I, I, I haven't was totally going to ask that I haven't found one at least to the scale and he's been looking. And I, and I have been looking like there's like there, is Antifa equivalent. Would they be the Antifa left is wing? a really interesting organization that I can't because they're not really an organization. Right. Like it's I, more it kinda, of a philosophy. It kind of makes me laugh that like uh, you always uh, saw Trump blaming Antifa for everything. And I'm like, wow, Antifa must be good because nobody from Antifa has been arrested. Like they've been escaping right. everything right. like, uh, yeah. um, or that that's an overstatement. Like people have been arrested, but since Antifa isn't an organized yeah. uh, movement, there's just people who hold to those values. You can't actually pinpoint them. Yeah. Um, and I've never really come across a whole lot of like Antifa online literature, let's say memes story. You know what I mean? Like, like do they, they have a manifesto or a, right? Like I don't Q, QAnon's easier to define as a movement and its origins are easier to define. Yeah, Cause there's a guy and there's, there's a, a guy. And, and it's easy to find Platform. where they're at. Like they're either yeah. on parlor or gab or 4chan or 8chan. Yeah. And it's like, you know where to find yeah. the, the QAnon people. Yeah. And so Antifa's smarter cause they're just, they're in everything. Yeah. <laughs> there's one sitting right here. Let's take a quick break. Uh, to figure that out, I kind of want to do a QAnon like public service announcement in segment two. Do you mind if I do that real quick? Hey, it's your podcast. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Back in the mid 2000s, um, I was on the internet. Did you use dial-up? Uh, no, not then. No, oh, okay. I think I was at UBC, and um, I found a documentary on YouTube called Loose Change. Hmm. Has anyone heard of this? Yeah. Have you? Is it about 9-11? It is. And it was a 9-11 conspiracy documentary of sorts. And uh, I wasn't super literate in terms of online culture and YouTube at that point. I didn't even have dial-up growing up much, but... Anyway, it was a conspiracy movie about 9-11 being an inside job, and it was going into all of the uh, arguments about, like, steel can't melt at this temperature and all these kinds of things. And I remember very vividly being completely taken by this information. Hmm. And that hmm. night, I was, like, I was completely, like, on board. Mind you, I hadn't done any research on any other side of the equation. It was just this one movie was so convincing to me. 
that I just thought I've stumbled across something that no one else knows. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm figuring this out and I can't believe how deep this goes. And I'm, and I'm eating my chocolate covered coffee beans and I'm up all night and I'm having a good time. <laughs> um, and for quite a while I was kind of in the camp and if you're a 9-11 conspiracy theorist, that's fine. You can email the show at harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. <laughs> Let me know what you think. I, I don't think that anymore, but you know, I can understand getting pulled into certain things online. And I can understand social media entering it in a for positive reasons um, to end up maybe being sucked into something you didn't intend. So I, this is a long way of getting into Q, I guess. I, my Q <laughs> public service announcement was that, hey, just if you're into Q, maybe don't be into Q. All right. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. But you're right. There is something about it that it's you think you stumbled upon something that you're finding out for the first time, or there's a truth here or a nugget that you're gonna mm-hmm. kind of share with the world and uncover something hidden that, yeah, I don't. Well, I and that's because that happens that in our lives all the time with real things. Like, mm-hmm. did you hear that this person did this? Like in real life, like a person, a friend of mine did something. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. So then you feel kind of dumb for not knowing. Like, how did I not know that? Mm. So then when you see something online, you're like, how did I not know this? And you right. just it's assume amazing. that you were oblivious. But now, but now, Tyler, what happens is you watch a video like that and all the algorithms know that you've watched it. Yeah. And now you're basically targeted. Like now they're coming yeah. at you with more videos every day, fresh memes. Yeah. And that's the kind of the sick part of it all, that you're targeted. Um, now on to the positives. Wait, I thought that was okay. <laughs> you felt good about, yeah, yeah. Clearly, there's something about social media that draws us in. It's not all bad. So, what are you on, and why are you there? You know, Nathan talked about um, connecting with his family, mm-hmm. and I think, that, like for me, that was kind of and friends when I was when I, I remember going on MySpace was kind of my first experience with um, social media, and it was to connect with friends and find bands and music and find out about shows for local bands and like it was yeah like that was my, that was why i went on and then that kind of just led me into facebook which was more of the same and then yep. now what it is so I, I think that's kind of a common trend there's nothing wrong with that like mm-hmm. there are and there's still family members i have that like that's the only way i would ever hear from them yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I do keep my account sure. and i check messenger occasionally just to make sure I'm in touch. But yeah. I remember getting on Facebook. Facebook has been my main social media, but I remember getting on it when it was called the Facebook. Yeah. Like, uh, just, it was probably only around for like two years at that point, or maybe even just a year, but I got onto it more of connecting with, different community circles like uh uh people who were in like similar life circumstances to me like those who know my story uh uh, know what i'm talking about if not you can listen to an earlier episode of this podcast uh but it's 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 how it was called queer eye for the harmonious guy it was such a good episode actually no it was horrible i wish (laughs) i wish it was deleted um Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to redo that. I got to go back actually. and listen to it. Like, can we no. can we redo, we can redo that? it? Sure. Yeah, Part let's two. do that. But anyway, so like that's how I connected with people with similar uh, life yeah. stories to me, and uh, those are people I'm still connected to 
like now it's actually crazy how the friendships that like facebook had uh helped created like i even like i had a zoom call with a bunch of them before the podcast tonight and it was just a uh, just a wonderful experience so there i i complain about facebook a ton i hate facebook but that is one like life-changing positive that i have with it hmm. you guys feel like maybe the piece that we are missing right now is like digital literacy maybe just teaching people to use it as a tool citizenship yeah. yeah yeah whereas our our parents and ourselves to a lesser extent maybe had no training for this you um, just kind of waded in and yeah. let's see where it takes you yeah to go with that i was talking to uh an elderly person in my family recently uh who was wondering how the uh pictures of bernie sanders uh with his mittens at the inauguration got into all these other pictures they didn't know that <laughs> yeah. photoshop actually right. existed and can't blame them they didn't grow up no. with that but like when you don't have that understanding like we just assume that people know that photos can be manipulated but now everybody knows that. but if you yeah. didn't know that you would believe every photo you saw yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Bernie Sanders believed every photo of that. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> like, that I, don't rem- I don't remember sitting there. I was really out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, Nathan, we spoke about that briefly, too, earlier, that just the fact that he, I called them the guinea, pigs. guinea pig generation almost, where they were kind of handed these devices at a pretty young age. And they were among the first generations to be handed that kind of power. Yeah. Without their parents, and no fault of anyone's, just not really understanding maybe how deep some of these things go the dangers, um, the, the monitoring, the fact that getting... they're on them all the time. Yeah. What did, how many hours was he on that one day? Uh, it was Six, like I think. five. But if, if you're listening to this podcast, you just heard it like heard 20 it. minutes ago. Yeah. So we, we remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course there's good things about it and it's not going away. Right. So, um, it's more, how do you learn to, to live with it and act appropriately wisely it might, um, it might how do you a, spend your time like a chicken and egg thing like what came first like was it social media that politicized all of our everything else or right was right. the us politicizing was culture becoming divided did that infiltrate facebook like right yeah and i think they they go hand in hand and sure it's not yeah and Pe- people say we're more like divided than ever at right, this point. and yeah. it's. I think they go. Maybe together. it's accelerated it. It was gasoline on the fire. Or, yeah, yeah. It allowed I'm, it to happen. I'm actually not exactly convinced that we're more divided than ever. I think what's happened is we know our people more than ever. Like it's, uh, we we can easily find the people that we agree with, uh, where that mm-hmm. wasn't always the case. Like just look at conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories have always existed, but all suddenly they can find right. all the other conspiracy theorists. So yeah. like maybe there's a lot more conspiracy theorists than one in the past, or maybe they just all know each other. I don't know which is which. But I, think that, I think that is what, div- yeah. yeah, we're maybe just. Are we worse off if they or... can organize though? Should we get? Should we like, just think more local? Should we just like? <laughs> let's just hone in on conspiracy. Our here. <laughs> conspire locally, people. I think we just agree, like your we shopping, all agree that the one conspiracy that we are actually in agreement with is the flat Earth. We're, we're good with that, right? Oh, oh I'm all it. for it. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's our other email address: harmonious gentleman flat Earth at gmail dot com. <laughs> the flat Earth, harmonious. Yeah. But see, okay, hold on. Am I being a jerk though? Like, 
seriously about flat earth. If somebody's into that world and conspiracy world and they hear that, I'm just some. No, well, they they won't listen to. They've us heard anymore. it enough that like they go, yeah. "Oh, we're criticized and shouldn't mock." I guess punished I all the time. That's just. But there's that's another what, one. That's what creates us to the divi- the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like someone will hear that and they don't need to listen to this podcast anymore. Yeah. They'll find one that lines up with what they do believe. Yeah. And they'll listen to that one. And that's, like I said earlier, though, that's the thing that drives me crazy is that we keep on listening to things that we believe, like, uh, or reading things that we believe. We need to stop doing that. Uh, Part of the reason is we will understand our own beliefs better if we read opposing beliefs. Like, we should be doing that. Can I read them just for the sake of making fun of them? (laughs) We should we should we should pick a book or something that we can read and then discuss on a podcast, like something that would challenge us. What about you the know? the Analects by Confucius? I know good translation. Like I would absolutely I'm so tired of reading that though. <laughs> <laughs> Again, okay, yeah, yes, reader. Well, okay, Calvin and Hobbes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think the world would be a better place if we were all more like Bill Watterson, to be honest. I think that guy had it figured out. Um, author, Calvin and Hobbes. Author, author. Of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter looks I, at me like, Peter. I've, I, I was talking about uh, John Calvin and uh, is it Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Hobbes? Thomas, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Calvin. I don't know what I'm talking about either. <laughs> John and Thomas? Well, I think, um, I think we're going to take a quick break and go into our final segment um, that our, we're going to let our, um, our friend Peter lead. Do you want to give a little teaser? Uh, it's going to be a pretty horrible segment. Ooh, stay tuned. Oh, man. <laughs> so recently, I read a book by uh, Cal Newport called Digital Minimalism. And it's the... It's the idea that technology, that social media isn't a bad thing, but it's, uh, it's something that we need to be very intentional about, that we have to have a specific purpose for it and mm. boundaries around it and whatnot. Sure. And so I, I took photos of, of the book to read a little bit because I'm the type of person who likes to have quotes. Is this uh, the first book to put on the Harmonious Gentleman bookshelf? Like, I like doing that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's, we, we could do that. So there's three p- principles to, like, digital minimalism. So one is, uh, uh, principle number one is clutter is costly. So digital minimalism recognized that cl- cluttering their time and attention with too many devices, apps, and services creates an overall negative cost that can swamp the small benefits hmm. that each individual item provides in isolation. Nice. Clutter um, is costly. And then principle two is optimization is important. So digital minimalists believe that deciding a particular technology supports something they value is only the first step. The true To truly extract its full potential benefit, it's necessary to think carefully about how they'll use technology. Kind of the opposite of the first one, really. (laughs) Like, it's not that different. (laughs) Clutter is costly. Okay. And the third (laughs) third one's going to blow us away, Peter. And the third one is uh, intentionality is satisfying. So basically, Mm. it derives significant satisfaction from their general 
commitment to be more intentional about how they engage with new technologies. Do you think a lot of what we spend our time with on social media is just unintentional? Like it's just, oh, I looked at a meme and now I get... Just oh, in my feed, that's I've all I'm looking for. I've been trapped into those scrolling yeah. sort of things. Like yeah. I, I try to be so intentional with social media because I've had so many moments where I'm like, I spent that much time yeah. just scrolling through nonsense. Like yeah. time is really essential to me, and it's just consumed. Yeah, something that's really important. Well, we, like Nathan, earlier in the episode said he was on for five hours on a day he had school and worked. Right. And, it, and I teaching high school, like you just walk by and you see kids just scroll and scroll, scroll like and they double tap to like on Instagram like they're liking like it's just happening so fast. And there's definitely no that when you read that list, the third one was the one that I was like, yeah, that's something that I could, even I could improve on. Like it's there's so much just scrolling and you don't even really know what you're doing. Yeah. So like the way that I practice uh, those steps is one of them is the only time I go on Facebook is if to do something. So to connect with uh, the communities I mentioned earlier or to connect with like the the churches, Facebook or whatever. Like I, I don't go on there to scroll through. Um, so like if I see somebody's post, it's because it's at the very top uh, when I... Yeah, you just post. happen to see yeah. it on your way. Yeah, so if you get a like from me, that's a rare occasion. Treasure so. that. Print it off. <laughs> Frame it. I just remember, was it last year, the year before, when I was... I feel like the Trump administration was a big, like, a way in for a lot of people like me who were obsessed with what's going to happen the next day. They call it doom doom scrolling, right? When you just wake up in the morning and you want to see what he did at 2 a.m. or what he said, you know, and, and, you, and that's your day. <clears throat> and when I finally got an account on Twitter and I started... Um, engaging like that that was the biggest mistake for me it's like once i started actually like engaging in in arguments it was all over my whole day that was it you still have that burner account graham (laughs) no i don't actually that my burner's gone but my main one i had actually forgotten do you guys ever google your own name i've done it tonight now that you reminded me well on friday when i was googling a lot of old friends of mine i googled my own name (laughs) and one of the first things that came up was my twitter account but it was my original like normal like yeah. Lang Hyde, my school one that I forgot to delete. That one's gone now, but now I have nothing. But um, anyway, so deleted. Like it's not just not on your phone, but it doesn't exist anymore. No, my 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 account that I used to get in stupid arguments is totally gone. My I didn't even know you could actually totally well kill an account. I'm not sure if they keep all my stuff, but it's 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 closed. But then it's like Facebook, right? You can close your account, but it takes a while for it to actually officially close. If you accidentally go back to Facebook and log back in, it's back up again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I just remember that was to me like a line I didn't, I shouldn't have crossed. And when mm-hmm. I crossed that line, it was no longer. It wasn't even scrolling anymore. Now it was like well, commenting. You, it was oh. intentional, but it was like you would open the app to see how many likes you got. Totally. Yeah. And there's intention there, but it's a different. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with communicating with family, friends. It, it was not healthy. Probably in any way was it healthy. It, it, like there was nothing good about it. Like, even when I got a bunch of likes on a comment and felt good about it for a second, I got that little rush. It wasn't good for me. There's no, there nothing positive about that. Short-term endorphin rush? Dopamine. Dopamine. Pumping. When, when I first read that digital minimalism book, mm. what it reminded me of was when I actually quit smoking. Like, I was, 
like such a heavy smoker, but I kept convincing myself that like, oh, cigarettes help reduce stress or it helps me to meet people. Like I kept on thinking of all these positives of why I was still smoking. But yeah. like, gives my and, doctor a job. <laughs> but, but every morning I would wake up just coughing up a storm and I still cough uh, from that. I should probably get that checked out. It's been a couple of years now, but it's a uh, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but uh like yeah it's uh it's one of those things i kept on convincing myself and i hear the same arguments for social media like oh it connects me with people it does this it does that uh, but really it wastes up all of our time it causes division um it like it's way more addictive than what we ever thought it could be and it causes a lot of mental health issues so is it actually positive is it something that we should really uh, like restrict and be careful about. And I wonder yeah. if we have any listeners who genuinely feel like there is, it's only positive for them. Right. Or, or, or like, a net positive maybe. Yeah. Or, yeah. Even a yeah, net, net positive. positive. Yeah. yeah. Where like they can acknowledge there are some, is some negative, but for them, like they don't. And I, I, think I guess lot, there is my I guess a lot is of business. There's. We have a, a great friend who owns a business. Uh, yeah. Blind man, but no, I feel like businesses maybe benefit from social media quite a lot. I think oh, that yeah. their presence is important to them and their business model. But my guess is most people are like, yeah, I spend too much time. I probably read dumb things I shouldn't, and but I do connect with my family. Like it's, but it's like, nice to see all the people buying puppies these days. <laughs> all the yeah, cute puppies yeah. on social media. One of the worst things with social media, though, is I view people that I know differently. Like, like people will post things. Uh, without a filter, though, if they are talking to me, they will filter that information. Um, and so I'm seeing a side to people that I wish I actually never saw. And yeah. I view them in a negative light. I'm like, oh, I don't want social media to to uh, cause how I view yeah. the people around me. Yeah. It has kind of given voice to like the side of us that we've kind of kept kept tempered in the past i think and now it's like oh there's other people who think that way well here yeah it's like the old sort of dinner party rule like no religion or politics at the table yeah and that's still true but we're all connected online now so we see it all you know our dinner party just got a little edgier (laughs) though though the funny thing is i think religion has become a safer topic to talk about than politics like i think politics has been a lot more divisive Mm -hmm. than religion so that's that's a positive well not (laughs) not to mention that like what doesn't become political these days you know i think covid's a good example of that that's now almost a political issue in many ways whereas it really shouldn't shouldn't be Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of issues just become political because of these polarizing yeah or or in my sermon this morning, I talked quite a bit about justice. And when I was writing about it, I was super nervous because usually issues of justice are turned politicized. Like it's like, mm-hmm. like people think of like, oh, it's the liberal groups of the social justice warriors and whatnot. And it's just like, well, justice is one of the main themes in the Bible. So I'm like, I shouldn't feel nervous about it since it's easily in, in scripture, but it's, uh, uh, because it's such a political thing, I get super nervous mm. about that, and I shouldn't yeah. have to. Maybe I shouldn't have started the podcast with a political talk about our current <laughs> Alberta government. Too late now. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> We're good, man. We're good. You spend you think that we money. Can get him on. Maybe he likes buy man beer. Yeah, that's right. Right. That could be our way in. Maybe I have a fundamental misunderstanding of what that uh, commission's doing. Let me know. Harmonious at gmail dot com. Send it. 
If people don't know the email by now, that's <laughs> in my mind. We have new listeners every. every I think year. we do. Hey, we do have an email. Should we read that? Oh, near, at the end. We normally do it at the beginning, but should we end. read it at the end? Yeah. yeah. Our confessions we forgot to, so we'll do it at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, it sounds like we're maybe kind of wrapping up, but. Well, Chris, why don't you put a bow on it for us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd love to. We talk to kids a lot about this because most of us are teachers. One is a pastor. So we get to talk to people a lot about their habits. There's so many good things that social media can do. But I think Peter reminded us that it's not worth it. <laughs> no, no, that's not it at all. But, it, you know, this is just an area, just like all the things in your life, where you need to be reflective. And be intentional. And if you're not intentional with uh, your digital decisions, boy, there can be some repercussions there. So think about what you're doing. And if this uh, chat has given you time to pause and think about that, then, hey, we're doing something harmonious. And if you're a Q person and you're still listening, uh, <laughs> email the show. Like, uh, There's no Q person who's stuck through this much Q bashing. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. If you're out there, man, I'd love to hear from you. That's a different kind of Q person than I'm thinking of then. That yeah. would change my opinion of a Q person. And if they're listening to Peter, they're listening to a perspective that goes against what they believe. They're doing good. Good job, Q yeah. guy. Yeah. Good job. You're expanding. You're harassing. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a sticker? <laughs> yeah, we got a sticker. Hey, nobody. did anybody ask if I would drive it to their house? I said I would and... With all of our listeners in this province, I can't believe no one has asked for one. Just it's a little email, disappointing. Literally, the, the subject can say sticker, and that's all it has to say. With your address. address. And with your address. Sorry, yeah. And we'll drive it out to you. There's yeah. no better deal than that. And we know you're out there. We oh, get, yeah. We get listens, you know? We sure do. Five listens? Six oh, listens? Way more. A Five more listens a minute. A lot more than that. There's four of us right here, so it's more than four. <laughs> look, at my, look at the boots I'm wearing. Hey, real quick, though, about the show just in general, um, before we close up this segment here, uh, we are going to try and make more regular episodes in the next little while. Um, we used to go for once a month. We're going to try to increase that. So, You need to budget your time. Budget your time. <laughs> please, please enjoy. And please send us topics because we're plumb out of ideas. <laughs> um, let's take a break. Do we have confessions tonight? I think we should do quick confessions maybe. Yeah. Quick sure. email reading and then we'll say goodnight. All right? Yeah. Sounds good. so we got an email and we normally read them at the beginning of the episode but what the heck let's just read it now it's from uh hans doof and he says what's up gents podcast here at the tap room when things open up and that's i think uh if you don't know he's the um, owner and operator of Blind Man Brewing and also involved in the, what's it called? Craft Beer Commonwealth Yeah, in Gasoline Alley at the farmer's market there. He says, I can get you guys set up at a sweet location with quietness and alcoholic liquid. Oh, boy. So, sounds like a deal. Also, Ty told me to recommend this <laughs> because I've been devouring <laughs> nice. the That Was the Worst Podcast Ever. By Jordan Clausen and the pastor from Calgary, who chat about one Sufjan Stevens album each episode. So I read that kind of weird. It the title of the podcast is "That Was the Worst Podcast Ever." Oh, it was talking about ours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was kinda, oh, well, thanks. Kind of just. I'm glad you cleared that up. Um, 
it is super enjoyable. It is a super enjoyable podcast, but I think cynically that it might be catered better to me and my small segment of the population. Around 35-year-old, primarily white males, who think 2002 to 2009 were the golden years of proper indie music, with such <laughs> bands as The National, Beirut, Sufjan Stevens, M. Ward, Bon Iver, Joanna Newsom, M.I.A., huh. Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, etc. It's a fun podcast that keeps me smiling. Definitely check it out. Thanks for the podcast, guys. It's fun to hear your voices inside of my head. HD. Sweet. Did he say 35-year-olds? He's older yeah. than that. He's as old as I yeah, am. He's, so come on, dude. Yeah, he's just rounding down. A little. Come on. How old are you? He's rounding down to the nearest. <laughs> well, I'm 48, but he's... No. He, he actually... He, he kind of said I told him to recommend that. He asked me if he should recommend it. He yeah. said, is it okay to recommend... Um, another amateur podcast on your podcast <laughs> and then he he caught that's himself fine. and felt like he offended me and i i'm actually honored to be called yeah an that's what podcast. i said too i yeah. said i did not no. i did not blink it means at we're that. a podcast and that's yeah. fine yeah 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 and if we're in the same boat as anybody talking about sufi and stevens that's pretty good yeah, yeah no that i mean i am in that part of the population i'm not I'm not quite 35, but no, but that, I am, and he recommended that to me a while back, and it's really good. I so bet thank he you. is 35. He's my age, and we're definitely older than that. 37. Really? I He's thought he would have been born in like 85. We're the same year, him and I. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, sounds good. Thanks, Hans, for the yes, thank email you. and recommendation. And we'll definitely want to head out there and do a, an episode of the Commonwealth. Yeah, point. that's great. Yeah. Um, if you're with us still, listener, thank you. We are over an hour, wow. and you are a hardcore listener. Thank you so much. Email to you get deserve a these. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. And, and also, you deserve these real confessions that are coming up. At this if, point, if we you've have stuck around like, for this long. Also, you should email. <laughs> us. We've talked a lot about emailing us. Yeah. So it's like we're very desperate for emails, but no, we're not. Like, we have no, they're coming in. Like, <laughs> like, we can only read one, anyways, each yeah. time. What like what would you want other than stickers? If stickers aren't your jam, would you want a toque? Would you want a t-shirt? Yeah. Socks. Yeah. Like, I'm just curious. Floss, I'm getting cold. All those things sound good. Yeah. <laughs> Extra socks. Chris, I teased you last time for wearing runners during know. this. And you're My boots are in the car. And I dress socks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, at these are all dress chips socks. We are going to bust <laughs> through our confessions quick and get out of here. All right? Let's do this. Who wants to start? Okay. Mine is yeah. uh, just, I'm only confessing it because Ty confessed very similar thing, not knowing his own age. Apparently on the podcast, I mentioned that I was old when I told about my back and I said I was going to be turning 43 soon. I'm turning 44. So I forgot how old I was. And that's my confession. <laughs> Did you really forget? Yeah. I okay. thought, okay. Shanna, I didn't even notice. And then in listening to the podcast yeah. with Shanna, she's like, you're going to be 44. You know? I love I, like, oh, I love frick. when one of our wives just calls. Uh, that's my favorite. Uh, I love it. <laughs> this is not true. That's not how old you are. Like when I'm telling like students or someone how old I am, I always want to say... 36 and hmm. i'm 37 get over it man it's not it's not like i'm trying to hide anything no. it's just that i don't actually know that's the confession <laughs> i don't care how old i am okay i'll do a really fast one um i think there's a squirrel living in our attic oh i'm actually worst. pretty sure there is and i'm just too darn lazy to do anything about it like i know what's up there I should get up You got to take care of it. I know. It, they, they can cause some damage. Yeah. And I, my confession is I've been putting it off. <laughs> and sometimes when it snows, I'll see my roof on the way home and I'll see little footprints between the two vents. <laughs> so I know damn well you there's a squirrel up there. there. <laughs> 
And every day I look at that little attic hatch, and I'm like, i got to get up there, but I haven't. Mm. Although I read that strobe lights can really make them leave, like that flashing light. Uh, like that's it's easy. A, more of a humane way to do it. So I killed one with a wiener stick once. I'll come over. <laughs> okay. can, I, can, I, can I just tell you guys right now, like, you're, you're my, I can tell you, you're, you're close. Before the next time, I'm going to get up there and do something about it, okay? Nice. I'm making that pledge to you right now. Yeah. I'm making a solemn vow. I'm or it'll be a confession, so no okay. big deal. Now, Someone else go. Now, isn't PETA a sponsor of this podcast now? <laughs> Not, anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, well, the strobe light's pretty humane. It yeah, doesn't hurt them. Yeah, yeah. It makes them leave. If it's an epileptic squirrel, yeah. it's out of there. Put on some music up there. It'll be awesome. Okay. All his friends will come over for a little dance party. <laughs> so... So I'll, I'll go next. Uh, those who listen to this show have probably have seen this coming for a while, but uh, I've been getting super hardcore into anime. Like I, I mentioned Avatar a while back and I think another <laughs> anime show, but it's gotten really, really bad. COVID has affected me in a very negative <laughs> way. I, I, I think I've watched seven different anime shows and some of them in Japanese with uh, no English subtitles, subtitles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's it's oh. been intense I'm like I need to like watch myself here this is not good I've like reached another level of I don't know geekness I guess but it's, yeah. it's what been, is it what draws you in is it the the storylines are oh crazy um and the show that i'm watching now the animation is some of the most beautiful animation i've ever seen but like mm-hmm. the the storylines have so much emotional depth that, that i was not expecting and it's uh, uh um has caused me to analyze my life a lot more it's caused Holy existential God. crises in my life so wow Qu- quick question mm-hmm. what, who knew what, sailor moon could do that <laughs> <laughs> hey what was the um the first entry like what was the first what got you into it avatar was the first like kids entry uh but the first like more adult anime was promised uh, neverland mm-hmm. uh, which is on netflix don't watch that one with your kids but it's a really yeah. really good show cool. like i highly recommend that one all right okay i graham you had a rodent related um confession so that sparked something from my past i worked at a greenhouse when i was in high school and every once in a while there'd be and we grew like tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff so it wasn't good to have rodents in there because you're growing produce and it was my duty to kill any rodent that i saw um and but i did not like doing that like i I remember this is one confession is that I, I was sweeping some dead leaves and I exposed like a little mouse nest and I saw some baby mice and I couldn't bring myself to kill them. So I just covered them back up and continued on my way, <laughs> left it for someone else to deal with. Listeners can't see a single tear. <laughs> well, here's the next one. I I actually felt guilt about that, like not doing my job well. So sweep in more and then expose another or... Or I went back. I don't know exactly how it happened, but another experience where I saw baby mice. And they don't really run away, but I know I should get rid of them. So from a distance, I grabbed a very unripe tomato. Like like just a green tomato. And I kind of lobbed it in there. (laughs) Lobbed it in there from a distance so I didn't have to be too close when... (laughs) Blood and guts were flying. (laughs) But then... Yeah, I did end up having to finish the job because 
The, that was not what, an effect. With a cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> Red pepper grenade. <laughs> What's the actual uh, confession here? <laughs> the well, beating to I, death, the drive-by fruiting? I tore the face off a baby mouse. <laughs> <laughs> with, yeah. with an un- unripe tomato. And oh, man. <laughs> okay, PETA is definitely out. This is the worst wow, ending. Wow, that is intense. I'm already showing at gmail.com. Thanks, Ty. But... <laughs> If you know Nathan, you should talk to him about his rec- his uh, confession. Because <laughs> it makes that seem like child's play. <laughs> Didn't you bring the whole like animal cruelty podcast to us? That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. It's been on his heart. And, it's, and I feel much better now. Okay. now that I've had that. But thank you. That, I appreciate the confession. That's good. Like it's, I mean, yeah. my goodness. Wow. So it Peter, was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, in closing, uh, we should probably stop. Tyler, thank you for hosting again. Yeah, it's been lovely. No Hans, thanks for the email. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Uh, any closing closing thoughts from Peter or Chris tonight? I just this is just such a, a interesting topic to keep talking about and to think about how you can be responsible and harmonious in it. So we'd love to hear uh, how you do that. Uh, Peter, but also our listeners. And if you have more to share with us or questions to ask or thoughts to share, we want to know. I think everybody should switch over to Parlor. That's a really <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Just kidding. Cut. I don't want people to do that. No. Is it even around still? Yeah, I, it was back up. I, oh, heard. I hear, that, I hear okay. that they had some support from some Russian uh, folks, <laughs> which is not shocking. Of course, the Russians. Of course. Well, thanks, everybody. That was really fun. Really fun. Tyler, I'm, I'm going to have nightmares a little bit about that. <laughs> just rodents and fruit. Is just Faceless. Nice. I'm going to go home, open the attic hatch, and just just throw some apples up there and see what happens. <laughs> Good idea. Um, HarmoniousGentleman at Instagram.com. Instagram.com? Well, dude, well what's our inst- how do you get to Instagram? Um, at harmonious we're on Instagram. At, Har- at harmonious, harmonious gents, gents on Instagram. Right? At harmonious gents. This is just falling apart <laughs> under our feet right now. <laughs> How does social media work? <laughs> on the next we episode. Of- do- <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're we're done. You guys good? <laughs> yeah. Good night, everyone. Let's go watch some anime. <laughs> Gentlemen